Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In today's episode, I'm going to go over some safety tips when you're handling chemicals. Some of these are kind of a no-brainer, but it needs to be said, I think, just to highlight the danger of a lot of the chemicals that we actually handle out on our pool routes. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. The first thing I want to emphasize is that I wear gloves when I'm handling chemicals. I think it's really important to protect your hands out there. And the gloves I use are nitrile gloves. They're pretty waterproof, water resistant, I guess you would say. They get wet, of course. Um, Your hands may get cold in the winter if you're using these gloves. But I get them on Amazon and they're the GNF 15196. And I get the large size, so the GNF 15196L. And these gloves are really good. They're affordable. They're like for 12 pairs, they're like 14 bucks. And so it's definitely worth getting these gloves so you can wear them when you're putting chemicals in. I also use a tool called the Skim Buddy, and you can find that on eBay. And it's a nice tool that you can pick up tablets with so you're not handling the trichlor tablets. So let me start with the muriatic acid since that's probably the most dangerous. Well, I guess it's not really the most dangerous. I should take that back. I'll I'll touch on something that's probably a little bit more dangerous, but the muriatic acid is pretty dangerous to handle. It's 31%, and so this will burn. I think the biggest mistake you can make with muriatic acid is getting careless with it. The only time that I actually was burned by the muriatic acid in a way that I consider to be bad was when I was putting a gallon of acid back in. It was not totally full. I was taking it out of my cart, and I was putting it back into my truck, I don't like driving with the acid in my Riptide cart. I like to put it back in. And I guess I didn't put the lid on all the way. And I was also not paying attention to how much force I was using to put it back into the container. So I used the Hasa 4x1 returnable cases. And so it's in a case and then there's four one-gallon acid bottles. So I put it back in there and I guess I just wasn't paying attention. And I slammed it in there pretty hard. The lid wasn't all the way on and so the acid popped out the lid popped off and the acid squirted out on me so it hit me on my stomach area and then it got me on my arm it just got on my shirt the first thing I did was just hose myself off really quick with the customer's garden hose but I still have the mark on my arm and on my stomach area from the acid burn and it really was painful the next few days it really felt a lot like getting burned on the stove. If you're ever cooked, you took the lid off a pot or something too soon and you weren't paying attention to the steam. That's kind of the burn. It was like a third degree burn basically, or I guess first degree. I don't even know the degrees. I should probably look that up, but it was a pretty bad burn. And, you know, I, I was wearing, I always wear my sunglasses when I'm out there, even early in the morning. So thankfully nothing got in my face or eyes, but 
It's one of those things where numeric acid is definitely something that can burn you, so be careful. That's why I always handle it with gloves. And also remember that there are definitely fumes in numeric acid. If you ever have poured it in a foggy morning, you're going to see the fumes coming out of it. So be careful. You don't breathe those in because they are also toxic and can make you gag and cough. And I mentioned that muriatic acid being a very potent and dangerous chemical may not be the most dangerous chemical you carry on your truck. And I say that because the trichlor tablets, if you ever had a 50-pound bucket, and let's say you didn't put the lid on correctly, and then it rained that week, and you go back to that pool and you go to take off the bucket, the lid on the bucket, and the fumes from the water being in there with the trichlor tablets is really overwhelming. And I've heard comparisons, whether true or not, that it's very similar to the mustard gas that was used in World War One. It's basically the chlorine, the trichlor, and the acid, cyanuric acid, which is an acid. So that has a low pH of like 3. And then you have the chlorine element, which is a trichlor. So if there's any water in that area and the lid's on, and you remove it, there's a toxic gas that builds up. And imagine like, you know, you still have 60 or 70 tablets in this bucket, and you have a one inch of water on the bottom or two inches of water on the bottom, and the lid is on, not all the way tight because you didn't put it on right or the customer left it off partially. And you open up that lid, that gas can really do some serious damage to you. I had one of the members of my group who actually had to go to the emergency room because he opened the bucket of tablets that had water in it. He wasn't paying attention. Of course, he didn't know because it's a new account. And basically, he just was knocked out. And he had actual lung damage. And he went to the to an MD and they prescribed the medication. And he was under observation. It was really a big mess. And that's just from one tablet bucket taking the lid off and breathing in those fumes. And to me, I think the trichlor tablet bucket with water in it, with the lid on, is probably more toxic than muriatic acid because that gas coming out of there could really knock you out and you can't even get a breath. It's almost like if you ever had a, you know, when I was a kid, there were smog alerts all the time in my area and it was like, the smog was horrible in the Inland Empire and so there would be smog alerts. I'd be playing outside still and I remember running and then not able to catch my breath, almost like I had asthma so if you ever had asthma, you have the same kind of thing where you can't get your breath. That's the same thing that happens when you take the lid off one of these buckets and you get that full exposure to that gas coming out of there. You, it really takes your breath away and you can't even pull another breath in. So it's very dangerous and very toxic. I've had my run-ins with ta- trichlor tablet buckets that got wet. So I know exactly what it feels like. And you're gagging and you're coughing and you're like slobbering all over the place. It's really a really ugly situation. So just be very cautious and very cognizant that if that trichlor bucket gets any kind of moisture in there and you take that lid off, that plume of gas can come out and knock you out. The same thing can happen if you have an inline or offline rainbow chlorinator. It doesn't happen as often with the Hayward chlorinators, but you can also smell it pretty bad in those. But for the offline rainbow chlorinators, there's a little elbow on the bottom with a check valve in there. And the way they make the tablets is that they put a layer of, it's like a, I don't know, I call it paste, but it may not be that, but they layer the machines with it, and that's what gets on the tablets, and so when they're dissolving in the chlorinator, that's what clogs up that little check valve elbow, and so the same thing can happen with a rainbow 300 chlorinator, 
when you take that lid off, if the tablets have been in there all week and they weren't dissolving because it wasn't going back in because that check valve was clogged, you take that little lid off, that same gas will come out of there and it's going to be almost as toxic as a bucket full of tablets, which is with like three or four of them in there because it's a small condensed area. So be very cautious also when you're taking the lids off of a Rainbow 300 or online or Rainbow 320, I mean, sorry, Rainbow 320 online or Rainbow 300 offline chlorinator. And if you're getting a new account and they have a chlorinator, be extremely cautious when you open that up because chances are it may not be functioning. And there may be tablets in there from like a month ago that are just not dissolved. And you have a little bit of moisture in there and you have that toxic gas built up. So when you take the top off, that's all going to come out. So step back, open those up when you're not near it and let it air out. And you can smell it, of course, from a couple feet away. And you'll know that it definitely has a problem. So caution with the three inch trichlor tablets. They're pretty inert by themselves when they're not wet. You can smell the chemical on them, obviously. And that's why I wear gloves, because I don't want that smell in my truck and all over the place when I handle them. Also, the Skin Buddy tool is a great way to handle the trichlor tablets. One thing I noticed with the trichlor tablets and handling chlorine is if I ever get any on my hands and I'm not careful, that's again why I wear the gloves. If I were to touch my shirt or my pants, chances are you're going to transfer that chlorine onto that. And then you're going to smell like chemicals all day. But then when you wash the clothes, you're going to get holes in it. You're going to get bleach burn. So be very careful with handling the chemicals. And I think the trichlor, again, is in the same league with the muriatic acid as being very dangerous. Now, liquid chlorine, I wouldn't say is very hazardous. You can get splashed on you, especially if you have a, a gallon that's leaking and you can spill it on you. But I don't think it's a hazardous type of chemical as far as, you know, getting burned by it. So I always handle it with care also because I don't want chlorine all over my clothes and all over me. But I think one of the things that's going to initiate you into the pool industry as a pool pro is getting chlorine splashed on your shirt. And then you have the white patches all over your shirt or your pants. And then now you're a true pool pro with the chlorine splotches all over you. Just like when you see a painter walk into a restaurant, they're just covered in paint on their white outfit. The same thing with a pool pro. You're not a true pool pro until you spill chlorine on yourself. And it's going to happen. One of those things where it's unavoidable. Whether you're pouring it into the pool and it splashes on you, or if you just pull a gallon out and you're not careful. But that's pretty minor compared to getting burned by muriatic acid or getting the toxic plume of trichlor. Calhypo used to be very unstable, but they're making it a little bit weaker now. I think it's because there's a shortage. And you don't have to really worry too much about it catching on fire, but it is flammable, so be aware of that. I mean, back in the day when I was talking to Bob Lowry, he mentioned that you know, just drops of sweat would cause the Calhypo to catch on fire. I think the danger with Calhypo is when you actually mix it with another chemical, and if you mix it with trichlor, that's the chemical that would have the biggest reaction. So if you were to pour, say, a pound of Calhypo over a trichlor tablet, Let's say you have a trichlor tablet in the skimmer, which is not advisable, by the way. But if there was one in the skimmer basket, and let's say, hypothetically, the pool's not running at this time, and so you take a bag of Calhypo, one-pound bag, and pour it on top of the tablet, I would say within, a, and you put the lid back on the skimmer, I would say within about five minutes, that skimmer lid is going to explode off the pool and go into the air. And don't ask me how I know this. However... If I wouldn't recommend experimenting and doing this, but you can see that just by this description, take my word for it, 
that calhypo mixed with trichlor is extremely explosive and you don't want to do anything where you're mixing both together. So if you have a trichlor feeder, you definitely don't want to put calhypo tablets in there because that's going to cause the trichlor feeder to explode. And I think Bob Lowry did mention that he had a customer that put calhypo tablets in a floater and it exploded out of the pool. So there's a, some kind of explosive reaction with those two chemicals. And I would probably advise you not to store them together in your truck. So I wouldn't put a 20 pound, 25 pound bucket of calhypo next to a 50 pound bucket of trichlor tablets. Just as a precaution, you never know. And you definitely don't want to mix those in water of any type of any kind in a floater, in a chlorinator, in a skimmer, because then you're going to get that explosive reaction and definitely don't want that to happen. But by itself, Calhypo, I think, is not nearly as dangerous as it used to be. And of course, if you read the label, it does say it's flammable. So just be careful where you store it and how you handle it. But to me, I think it's a lot less dangerous than it used to be because it's a lesser percentage now, and you don't have to really worry too much about that. Dichlor is not super hazardous as far as mixing with different chemicals. It does have cyanuric acid in it. So you have to be careful that you don't get the dichlor bucket wet. And that also will create a stench similar to the trichlor. And for some reason, dichlor is just not a super popular form of chlorine. Maybe because it's really expensive. But I like dichlor when I'm doing a, a startup and I need to add chlorine and cyanuric acid together. Because dichlor is like 50 or 60% cyanuric acid. So you're able to add both at the same time. But as far as transporting and storing it, it is a powdered form. So as long as the bucket is sealed and you have the lid on there tightly, you have no problem storing it and it has a long shelf life. I think mixing chemicals together is the biggest danger. Something that probably is not dangerous to yourself, but can be dangerous to the pool as far as maybe ruining the pool or causing problems is if you were to mix sodium bicarb or soda ash with calcium chloride. Now calcium chloride is used to raise the pool's calcium hardness level. And if you were to somehow use all of these in combination or two of these in combination, you know, the soda ash and the calcium chloride or the baking soda and calcium chloride together in the pool, this will definitely cloud the pool up and cause a lot of dropout and fallout from the two chemicals mixing together. And in some cases you can even ruin the plaster job with the mixture of these two chemicals. So you never want to add the calcium chloride to a pool to raise the calcium hardness and the soda ash and the uh, baking soda to the pool at the same time. Just a word of caution there using those three chemicals. Another product that we use often, at least in California where we have a lot of D filters, is diatomaceous earth. And there's actually a hazard, industrial hazard on the label. It's actually an industrial carcinogen which means if you're using a lot of the DE and you're breathing in the dust, you can actually damage your lungs. There's silica in there that causes the damage. And I would suggest wearing a mask when you're using DE or adding it to the pool. You may want to use the Cellar Pool Low Dust DE. I love that product. Again, that's the Cellar Pool Low Dust DE. It's DE powder, but there's really no dust in it. And I think it's a great way to add DE to, to the pools on your route without the inhalation problem or inhalation danger I should say of standard DE. I still wear a mask but I definitely think it's a much better product than the standard powder DE and if you're one of those people that are like eh it's not a big deal because I see pool guys transferring bags of DE into a big old you know cyanuric acid bucket in the back of their truck and dust is everywhere 
it's really a hazard. Read the bag. It'll tell you that it's an industrial hazard. And in some, I think in some European countries, it's actually just a straight carcinogen. They're a little stricter than we are. But definitely you want to make sure that you're wearing a mask when you're charging a filter with DE. Now, once DE gets wet, it's pretty much inert at that point. But definitely in powder form, it is an industrial carcinogen. And one last carcinogen that you may not be aware of is the OTO tester for chlorine. A lot of pool pros like the OTO because you can see the, the color change to a light yellow, dark yellow, or orange, indicating the chlorine level. And a lot of pool guys like to use that for flash testing of the pool. The OTO is a carcinogen. In fact, I think it's banned in every country or a lot of countries around the world. You can't even get the OTO testing reagent. So be aware that that OTO reagent, testing reagent is a carcinogen and is banned in a lot of countries in the world for that reason. And you're handling it and you're using it and you're touching it without gloves. I think it's a, a pretty big hazard for you. And I would caution you when you're using any chemical in the industry to wear gloves. I mentioned the gloves I used at the beginning, the GNF15196L on Amazon. Definitely order those and have a good supply of those on your truck so you can safely handle chemicals without getting burned, of course, or getting stuff on your hands. And you always just want to wear those gloves whenever you're handling any kind of pool chemical because most of the stuff is a carcinogen. If you read the label, it's a hazard to your health. And wearing gloves is the first layer of protection, I think, when you're handling any kind of chemical. And if you're looking for any other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, just click on that podcast icon, and that'll bring you a drop-down menu of the other podcasts that I've recorded. And if you're interested in my coaching program, you can learn more on my website also, or at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.